Welcome to the One Hand at a Time podcast. I'm your host, Chris Welton, and I have an absolute beast of a guest with me today. Now, when you look at his physical appearance, he's a beast, but I'm talking about the individual on the inside. This man is just unbelievable. So I can't wait to share some of his stories, some of the lessons that that, that I know he's going to teach us today. Welcome to the show, Aaron Williamson. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I appreciate it. It's uh. It was great to meet you, and I'm happy to uh, to be on here and, and to be able to talk about all the stuff that we're going to talk about. You're an inspiration as well. Oh, thank you so much, man. I, I I really appreciate that. So the listeners know that a lot of I've had several guests on that I've met through the Amplify events, and Aaron and I met a couple weeks ago in South Beach, and uh, at another Amplify event. And Renee has been so pivotal in helping me with my speaking career and my influence and just overall growth. And Aaron is just another one of those people that has been brought into my life because of Renee. Yeah, he's he's uh he's changing lives in in a uh, in a pretty dramatic way. He's changing your life. He's changing my life. It's every time I've been to these Amplify workshop, it's it's incredible to see how he impacts these people. So it's it's uh, this is special because we're we have that bond now through uh you know through that through that emotional stuff. Yes, we do. It's it's crazy how he gets everybody to open up in the room. So I'm going to put you right on the spot. What's your name? What do you do? And what makes you unique? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a Marine veteran, man, and I'm a meathead at heart through and through. I've had a tough life. Um, I'm navigating through so many, uh, so many new, amazing things. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it. You know what you ever hear people talk about? When it's your time, you'll know it. That's what's happening right now. And, you know, looking back on everything that I've been through up to this point, I've I've been able to embrace it. I've been able to come to peace with it. And now I'm able to use that as part of the story because without all that, that tragedy, without all that uh, bad stuff that in, 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 a, in a, a sense – was about to take my life. I almost didn't make it to this point. So being here on this call with you uh, just shows that there's validation in my, uh, my thoughts about keeping everything moving forward and not, not throwing in the towel as much as I've wanted to. So uh, I love what I'm doing right now, shifted out of Hollywood. I'm still in Hollywood to a, to a certain extent, but I don't focus on that aspect of my life as much as I did before because I'm building this new business with fitness and changing people's lives and sharing my love of fitness because it's kept me alive. And now I get to, to, to help others stay alive just through what I'm able to share with them. Yeah. I, I think that's an incredible story. I mean, I know we shared some of it along the way, you know, in, in the Marine Corps and we're in Iraq and we had, uh, I was, we had a conversation, like I had a friend of mine that was there and like, you guys like just crossed paths in the green zone. Remember we had that conversation the other day and and I think it's important, you know, you know, my story and most of the people listening on here know my story. And it's that story has created opportunities for me to help other people who've been through similar situations or even worse. Right. And I think that I was blessed with the things that happened to me because it gave me a responsibility to share and help others. And I think you feel the same way, Aaron. I mean, now once you got past part of that, do you feel the same way about what your struggles you faced in life? 100%. Yeah. Going through all the things that I've went through, 
when you're in the moment, when you're, when you're in your car, homeless, not knowing what direction to go into, when you're having to, to, to reinvent yourself because your career was, you know, decimated by COVID, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, there's a lot of time to think and put things into perspective. And, and I think based on the foundation of who you are and your ability to, uh, to adjust in the Marine Corps, we say improvise, adapt, and overcome. I, I live by that, that motto. Um, but I can, I can relate to so many people because of what I've been through. And I never look at myself in the, in the realm of the way everyone else looks at me because at the end of the day, I still feel like I'm just a normal dude who's got some, some pretty incredible experiences under my belt, but that doesn't make me any better than anyone else. And, uh, and I love being able to share uh, any gold nuggets of information that I can help people overcome whatever obstacles they may be facing because they could be similar to, to where I was you know, at in so many different facets of my life. Yeah, I, I go back to what Ed Milet says, and he says, we have a responsibility to help the person we were 10 years ago or five years ago or even two years ago. And I really think about that a lot when I'm talking with people who may be going through similar situations. And that's why it's so important for me to get on stage and share that story and hope I connect with one person in the audience. Like, I don't care how many people there, but if I can connect with one person and let them know that there's a possibility that what they're going through they're going to make it through. And if they do, this is what can happen for them. And I know that coming from the, the, the side as a veteran, I can only imagine the number of people you could positively impact by your story. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a, that's a really important piece to the puzzle and, and where I'm going and some of the people I'm trying to impact and help is the veteran community. A, a lot of it's, it's very often the veteran communities uh, looked down upon in terms of we're all broken, we all need help, and it's not the case. So, you know, a lot of us might be broken because when you join the military, ultimately you're, you're sacrificing your mind and your body, and you have to be resilient enough to come back from that and, and adjust into civilian life, which is completely different from the military. Um, it's just uh, it's a really beautiful thing to have that that sense of responsibility to do something amazing with your life because in today's society it's needed I think more than ever so to have to have people who have been through the shit and who have come out on the other side it with with success and with a with a solid head on their shoulders who can speak about um, ways to overcome obstacles and and you know, go from tragedy to triumph. I, I love it. And I'm contacted all the time around the world, which is, which is touching to have that, that kind of impact where someone in, in a different country has been following your story for so long and they've pulled inspiration from some of the things that you've been through. And then when you can get on, when you can get in, into the public eye and be vulnerable and share a lot of these things that I think most people are not able to to do you know what I mean because they haven't embraced that vulnerability or they're too they're too scared of what other people might think um so that was me a long time ago um and I've been slowly embracing the journey up to this point and when I met Renee he's been tearing down those last little bit of walls that have uh have been up so I'm like an open book right now
Yeah, I think it's so incredible when you when you when you realize the point in life that vulnerability is actually a strength and not a weakness, because we're taught when we're young that being vulnerable is a weakness, especially a man, especially men our size. <laughs> like, like yeah. no one expects you or I to be on stage and be vulnerable. We take up a lot of space, right? So we shouldn't be that way. And then when we are, I think it's even more impactful. Right? I just think that more people buy into that. So let's talk real quick. You said about being homeless in a car. Can we, can we talk through that real quick? What, like how, how you got from Iraq and that you were, um, did uh, security with the joint chiefs of staff for a while. And then you ended up being homeless in a car. Yeah. I, I joined the Marine Corps because I had kind of squandered my, my youth. I didn't know where, where my life was going until around my junior year in high school, which is when I really had the epiphany of, holy shit, I need, I need to figure this out. Um, Joined the Marine Corps. I thought it was the best of the best. Um, and it, it changed my life. I called my salvation. And going into it, I, I didn't know where it was going to go. I just wanted to be a Marine. Um, so I was in infantry by, by, by MOS. And I had some special duties that a lot of other Marines, you know, just never have the opportunity to do. So I feel like there's a, there's a huge part of my whole life career-wise especially, that is, uh, uh, falls in the realm of what I call destiny. So uh, 0311 infantrymen on, my, on a deployment to, to Okinawa, Japan, which is where I fell in love with weights back in 99, um, I found out about the Marine Corps body bearer section, which is the pallbearers for the Marine Corps. Uh, I was interested. My, my, my platoon sergeant, my first sergeant, really helped me kind of get in front of these people, took the strength test, got into the section, Ended up becoming the section leader, and then I would transition from that duty over to the Pentagon, where I became uh, personal security for uh, General Peter Pace, who at the time was the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff under President Bush. And uh, again, just amazing, incredible duties. Uh, ending my active service, went going back over to Iraq to do some contract work as part of the identity management mission, which is not talked about a lot. The, um, you know, there's, it, there's a lot of sensitivity to the, the project we were on, but we saved a lot of lives. We caught a lot of bad guys, and the world is a safer place because of what we did. And when you're in, it, when you're in a combat environment for an extended period of time, for me being you know, over four years, inevitably you're going to come back a little bit different because you're going to face things and uh, have experiences that will never leave your mind that trauma you have to now learn how to live with and how to cope with. So I took a leap of faith coming to New Orleans to work with, uh, actually still with the Marine Corps doing some contract work. Uh, and when I got there, the whole plan that I had kind of fell apart. Uh, and it left me in a place where I wasn't sure how I was going to pull myself out of this hole that I was now in because the job didn't pan out. I was burning through my money. I've got responsibilities to take care of my family that, uh, you know, was uh, dire straits, you know, and I just went as long as I could before I just could not find work. And uh, it left me in a space where I had to to just throw in the towel. I filed for bankruptcy, lost my house in Florida. I was uh, 
And then I, w- I found myself homeless, living in my car. I was too embarrassed to talk about it to anyone. I was trying to figure out how to shift out of that. And, uh, and, and that, that was, a, that was a, probably one of the most humbling moments ever because it was the thought of how did I go from doing so many amazing things in my Marine Corps career to be such a young leader? And here I am now, my head's broken, my mind's broken. I've got nothing, I've got no one. And I'm living in a little Toyota Corolla, and uh, it was that it was at that point where I decided to shift into the one thing that everyone knew me for, and that I loved, and that was fitness, and that became the next chapter in the in my evolution. Was there anybody at that point that gave you some advice or anything, or was it? Can you, you remember one pivotal thing that made that decision when you're in your car? Okay, I've got to go in this direction, or somebody said. Aaron, believe in yourself. Go take, go after this. Yeah, I had uh, not many people knew my situation because I was I was too embarrassed to really talk about it. So, I did have a couple close friends of mine who uh, encouraged me to think about doing fitness because in my mind I was like, I'm ready to go back overseas. I, I can't I can't do it. I can't do this. So. And, and and fitness to me is a very personal thing. It was never something that I wanted to share with anybody. Uh, but out of desperation, I decided to do that. And I feel like that is, uh, you know, I, I say that's, you know, part of the destiny, part of God's plan, just leading me down that direction of, hey, you're you're good at this. You can change people's lives with it. Go do it. Don't go back over there. Too many people I was close with didn't come back. Um, back to the responsibility piece of, of this whole, this whole journey is I have to, I, I, I not have to, my responsibility is to do something in their name, to honor them and, and to, to bring to the forefront some, some level of integrity, integrity. And also just, I want to be a different breed of human being in this world who can, who can, you know, be in the spotlight, be in the limelight, but still be such a humble down to earth person who will take the time to help anybody. Well, I, that's the vibe I get when we talk and meet, you know, I, I learned a long time ago, not to judge people by their, just by their appearance. I mean, you're an intimidating dude just looking at you. Right. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just it. Right. But, but I'm the kind of guy that talks to everybody and anybody, cause I'm going to find out more. And, and I, I know for sure you believe in everything you just said. Sometimes I get people on there and they just ramble on about stuff. And, and I know for sure you believe in exactly what your mission and what your goal is. And you, you know, you can look on your social media and you can see all the people's lives that you have changed so far. That's just in pictures. And I'm sure there's countless people that aren't on there. It's that servant leadership. I think that's what's really taking what you're taking on right now. I mean, you're, you're, you're becoming this leader in this space. We talked about a little bit about that when we were in Miami, just about the difference and checking the blood, you know, the blood work and really dialing in what we're trying to accomplish, but you're a servant leader, right? You're really out there in front of the people sharing your story, your vulnerability, you're living it day to day. When I was, when we, the first five minutes we met, we were sitting across the table from each other at dinner and you were on a 36 hour fast. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's about 34 hours longer than I want to go. And, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what you're doing. And you're doing that to, you know, obviously to be who you are as a person, but also to be able to help change other people's lives. And, and, I know the Hollywood, I don't want to get too far into the Hollywood piece, but I know that that was a big deal. I mean, you, you got a lot of stuff going on there and, and that kind of propelled you in that direction. But what made you want to go from that to 
I and I think you and Renee connected in Louisiana, right, with Brandon. Yeah, who's another yep. gentleman we met. I met in Miami. So, what made you want to step away from the Hollywood as much? I mean, not all the way away, but some, and then get in the direction you're going in now. All the way up until January of 2020, I was living in L.A., uh, and it was the first time in in my entire career. You know, I, I got into Hollywood the end of 2010. 2020 was lining up to be my most successful year in film as an actor because star, I started off in training, had a lot of notoriety, had a lot of, you know, really influential people in the industry come to me for training, but also encouraged me to think outside the box of just doing that to, to maybe get in front of the camera because of my look and presence. So I did all the work. I, I started doing the stunt training. I started learning the craft and the art of acting and, and, and that in itself became a new form of therapy for me, which is why I loved it so much. Granted, it was hard at the beginning because the vulnerable piece wasn't, I didn't quite tackle yet, but I got slowly got into it and was able to embrace it. And I was loving the work that I was doing in Hollywood. Granted, I didn't get into the superficial stuff, but um, the the mental side of it, of, of, of growth was very, uh, very impactful. So January 2020, I decided to move to Vegas. Now, doesn't seem like a well. You went from from Hollywood to Vegas. That doesn't seem you know smart. But people think of Vegas and they see the Strip. I'm on the the furthest southern tip of Vegas in South Henderson. The only thing behind me are mountains. It's like an athlete's paradise out here, which is why I chose to come here. And then COVID hit. So all the stuff that I had lined up for 2020, this this banner year that was going to set me finally in a place where I could start to think about the next chapter of where the acting piece is going. It was all ripped out from under me literally overnight. And it left me in a really weird place because I wasn't a business savvy guy. You know, I was just, I'm a, I'm a Marine. I came back. I didn't have a good transition and boom, right into Hollywood. So everything that I had been doing was reliant on my work in Hollywood, my celebrity training, my stunt work, my acting work, my tech advising work. I had depth in the industry, but I didn't have depth outside of the industry. And I realized that when COVID hit because there was no there was nowhere to shift. Um, so I went through a, a, a lot of uh, I went through a lot of twisted thoughts and weird places mentally trying to figure out what the what the new adjustment was you realize very quickly who really is your friend in Hollywood and I'll tell you what it's there's there's a lot of people who I thought were and they weren't so it was just an eye-opening experience um society was falling apart in 2020 which which really destroyed my mental state to see what was happening and and to be losing so many friends to suicide because they were just giving up and I that's when I decided I have I have to do something with my business which in, in the fitness realm because I know I'm sitting on something special why am I not leveraging it so I decided to launch it Aaron Williamson Fitness boom it was all about transformations and I thought all right well I'm going to do this now because I don't, I never want to rely on Hollywood again. Like I had to before everything was relying on that. I never want to do that because no one's there to take care of me now. Launched my business, started doing what I was good at transforming people. And it just took on a life of its own where I started getting more, getting more people coming to me who were 
who are sick and not metabolically unhealthy. And, you know, some guys who literally were coming to me as a last resort because they, they, their families were worried. The doctors were telling them, look, if you don't change your life, you're going to die. And, uh, and that's when I started getting into a, a, a much deeper sense of uh, what I could do to help someone and getting into health and longevity and making it not just about physical transformation, but about really deep internal health and started saving people's lives. And that was like, nothing has, like, there's no better feeling than having someone reach out and, and, and thank you and have their family thank you for saving their life. And, uh, and just to have such an impact on every single person you work with because of the care that I give, you know, it's like when someone comes to work with me, they're trusting me with their health. And I don't, I don't take that lightly. So that's uh, this is why I love what I'm doing so much right now and being able to take all that and just kind of keep building that into all the stuff that I'll share when I get on stage to, to, to speak because it all feeds each other. Can we talk? Can we talk about what's next? Is that okay? Are we allowed to, to go? What what, what yes. direction you're going into next? I know that oh, you're, yes. you you got a change coming up here in five weeks, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. So again, the 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 timing was everything. And back to the point or the the statement I made earlier about when you know it's your time, the right people just show up and the door is open. You never know when it is, which is why you just have to stay consistent, believe in what yourself, and just keep grinding away and working towards the goal that you think you should be, you know, ultimately trying to strive for, because once you get to that point or once you're almost there and it's your time, it's all going to change. And that's what's happening right now. So I'm moving again, um, July 1st to, to Arizona. I'm going to be working with some, some really close friends of mine. I call them family. And we're going to take everything I'm doing now and elevate it to a point where the goal is to really provide something that not a lot of other people are doing right now in the health and fitness space um, it, because it's all deep-rooted in purpose. Um, it's intense. It's all about changing lives. It's about inspiring people to get out of their own way and building this new platform out that I can work with many more people because right now I'm an army of one and I can only, my bandwidth is only you know, so much before I'm maxed out. So I'm getting this, I'm getting everything into a place now where anyone who wants to work with me, you know, come July can go straight to one place and it all, it, it'll all work out. There's, there's no limitation on how many people that I can, I can help. And then on top of that, we'll be getting into some, some seminars, you know, have, have, have people really be able to come in and spend time with with me and with Andy Elliott um you know traveling and speaking with Andy with with his wife Jacqueline with Renee and Maddie and, and just get on the road and start really hyping this up make some noise tell people that your health is in your hands let me show you how to be right in in today's world without being so confused well, you can look and like I said, you can look at the Instagram and see the results. Those of you who don't know Andy Elliott is just wait, just wait about five more minutes and you're going to know who Andy Elliott is like he's, he's taken over the world. He's, he's an ex car guy like myself. So we speak a lot of the same language um, and he's super intense, but, but it's amazing the connections, right? The dots, the people you've connected with, right? So 
Now you are you doing stuff with Bradley too? Are you working with Bradley? Yeah. So so uh, I, I met Brad through Renee, and then through Brad and okay. Renee, I met Andy. You know, I consider us kind of one big small family. Um, and and I'm I'm here to support and and help in any way. And uh, and I think that that's all a reciprocated thing because we all we all care for each other and we all want each other to succeed and, and be the best and as healthy as we can be. Yeah, it's the connections I've been able to make with Renee and I together, and I've introduced Renee to some people, and then he's introduced me, and it's just like amazing how the doors continue to open. And I'm not afraid to take action, and I'm not afraid to be vulnerable, I'm not afraid to tell my story because there's so much value behind it once Renee taught me that that's what I needed to be doing, right? That I needed to be be dialed in that way. I, I want to talk about, do you have any initiatives? Like, are you are you set up with anything right with, with veterans right now? Is there anything that's ongoing as you're working with veterans? Or can veterans get a special deal if they do if they do sign up for your training in the future? What does that look like? Yeah, and these are, these are all things that I'm working on right now. So there will be veteran discounts on, on all my all Good. my programming. I work with a company called Catalyst. And Catalyst is an EMS suit. What that is is similar to it's similar to but completely different what what you would what you would understand from a from a tens unit from an elect, electrical stimulus standpoint. Instead of uh, having stem pads that are put on you, this is a suit that is custom fit that you can put on and you can get a 20 minute workout um, through this through this EMS process. And we're we're teaming up or we have teamed up to help try and get this technology into the veteran community because it can help so much whether it's just being downrange somewhere in an austere environment where you don't have access to free weights or a gym, you can you can still, you know, train. Uh, but also in the wounded warrior channels of guys who might be unable to lift weights due to whatever injuries they have, this is where this EMS suit can really come in and provide uh, some relief to allow them to, to feel like they can get strong again and to, to make them, uh, you know, make their muscles function in a way that maybe they can't right now because of whatever the injuries are. Uh, there's a quadriplegic that I was working with who who has a catalyst suit, and we were just kind of going through some some different modalities, and I was blown away by what this man was able to do putting this suit on, being a quad you know a quadriplegic, and that was such an eye-opening experience to me. Um, also, I got treated for post-traumatic stress last fall. Finally, after all these years. Uh, through a through a method called Stella Ganglion Block SGB, and it was it, it was something that's really hard to put into words. But on each side of your C4, you have this nerve block, this nerve bundle called the Stella Ganglion Block. And this treatment, they go into this nerve bundle and they you they inject this uh, anesthetic in there to help open it up. So. In post-traumatic stress, you're stuck in the sympathetic state. When you open that up, it, it puts your body back into parasympathetic. I felt that immediately because the 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 feeling, the sensation that uh, you know went across my whole body was what I compare to having something that's been vacuum sealed. 
when you get it, it's tight, compact, like really hard. You, you know, you open the package and you, you can hear it breathe. You can see it just opening up and coming to life. That sensation went across my whole body and it was this, I could breathe. I felt light, like immediately. And there was an involuntary emotional response to it where I was like this crying stuff, whatever that is, started happening. Um, so these are all some different things that I'm trying to, to help get into the veteran channels and, you know, obviously getting in certain places to, to speak to the veteran community about what I do and provide value anywhere I can when it comes to veterans is ultimately um, gold for me because that means more than anything. Without the Marine Corps, I probably wouldn't have made it past 18 years old. Yeah, we we uh, we grew up in real similar areas, <laughs> not too far apart from each other, actually, like yeah. 45 minutes away in central Florida. Uh, there's a lot of temptation, a lot of opportunity to do bad stuff as a kid in uh, in Daytona Beach and in in Orlando, where I grew up at. I'm, I'm so happy that you found the Marine Corps and found something to get you out of there in a way I left for college. And that that's what saved my life was getting out. <laughs> away away from there now i'm back here now but obviously i'm in a different season in my life i don't have the temptations that i once had when i was um a young man running around uh, central florida that's for yeah. sure yeah so that, that spring break party into something else yeah but you can always find parties in, in florida they have happy hour every day there's a party somewhere man at least there was when i was a kid i don't look for them now so i don't really know but i'm sure they're there so Aaron, what would you say right now if there's a veteran listening here that's down out, that's going through what you went through, um, that's, you know, it's it's a big thing that's contemplating suicide or just had those thoughts. What what would you say from somebody who's been through that? Self-reflect, get really deep into your uh get really deep into your your thoughts and try and find some sense of purpose in in what you're doing because I guarantee you're going to find something. You're going to find someone something that's worth living for, whether it's your family, your friends, your kids, someone you lost, um, the toxicity of everything that's happening right now in society and life makes it hard sometimes to see that light at the end of the tunnel. But when you can stop, you know, put on something uh, music-wise, whether whether it's music, whether it's motivational videos, whether it's it's something to get your head to calm down so that you can think straight and think clearly and get some pen and paper and journal and, and start putting your thoughts on paper and just start putting your thoughts together in a way that will bring you out of this season because the more positive you can bring into your, your head and into your life, the better you are going to be in meeting some people who can help you turn things around. Um, I don't think we realize sometimes that frequency that we put off when we're in that really deep, low state is going to keep people away from us. And we want, we, we need the right people to come into our lives for whatever the reason uh, may be. So think about everything that you're going through and don't be scared of it. Embrace everything and help lay it out in front of you so that you can look at everything and, and put things into perspective, make some sense out of it. Because when I, when I was there, it was hard for me to do that. But having been through it, I can say, I wish I would have had this advice back then because I, w I, I would have been better prepared to go through all the challenges. 
But the way I look at it is if you're going through, if you're going through some shit and you feel like you're ready to give up, this is part of your, this is part of your story. This, this, this hardship, these obstacles, they're going to, they're going to help make you stronger than you can possibly imagine. You just have to get through them and, and getting through them. And when you come out on the other side, you're going to understand why you had to go through that because wherever you end up on the other side of that obstacle is right where you're supposed to be. And that's just, I think life's test in terms of how bad do you really want it? And um, what exactly does life mean to you? Because that, that's, that's a huge thing for me that I still, I still think about all the time because our brains are just so complex and we can get so lost in, in such minute details of things that really have zero impact on us. And so, you know, finding, finding some value in, in, in the people that you care about, that you love, that you lost. Because if you lost somebody, if you lost some friends, like many of us did, if you just give up, you, you give up the opportunity to, to help, you know, help their name live on, to help stay in touch with their families and keep their family spirits up. And, you know, I think that that's where the responsibility comes in for us not to, not to throw the towel in because there's too many good things that we're, we're able to accomplish and don't give in to the, 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 you know, the stereotype of us veterans being broken and needing all this help. We're, we're fucking strong. And, uh, and I, and I believe that. So I hope, if there is anyone out there who is a veteran going through some shit and listening to this, I hope you can find that strength, go to the gym, eat healthy, fix yourself and find 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 the tribe, find find your comrades, find whatever it is you need to 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 develop some type of uh, you know, new purpose in your life. Dude, that's so good, Aaron. That's so good, man. Like you're such a blessing to people out there. They need to hear yet that you're on a mission to do just massive things. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to call you my friend. Now we've connected and I can't wait to see, I know we're going to be on a stage soon, sharing a stage together. I can, I can feel it. Um, oh, yeah. so just don't, don't beat up on me too bad when we train the morning of the event. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best like I always do. Um, but so if someone wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect? Uh, right now it's, uh, you know, go through my website. You can contact me, aaronwilliamson.net. There's a contact page or I'm pretty good about responding on my social media channels, although I'm a little bit slow lately because I have a lot going on. But uh, if you send me a message, um, if you can make sure it has some type of substance to it, don't just say, hey, what's up, dude? Like, give me, give me, give me something to go on. Uh, but I'm, uh, I appreciate all, all the messages I get. And I love, I love being in contact with people and just being able to, you know, help them out. And if they're becoming a personal trainer or they're trying to do something in health and fitness or whatever it is, um, it's always fun to, to communicate whenever I can. Yep. For, for those of you that do reach out, I can tell you, Aaron's just like me when it comes to an abundance mindset, we know that there's plenty of business out there for everybody. We have no issues of sharing and, and helping other people grow. Cause that's really what life's about. Aaron, thank you so much for being on on the uh, One Hand at a Time podcast today, man. I, I can't wait to get this out and get it released to everybody. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the One Hand at a Time podcast today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and share. I'm often asked if I'm available for speaking opportunities or accepting new coaching clients. The answer is yes. Feel free to click the Calendly link in the show notes to set up a 30-minute call with myself. And remember as we move forward in life, 
We do it one hand at a time.